Is it really the whole company or maybe just a few decision makers? I'm talking about Twitter here. Hi, I'm James Lynch and welcome to this Perceptive Readers Technology Moment. Over the past several days, we've been talking about technology and now we have come to Twitter because I want to uh, talk about how Twitter is no longer a private company. It is now what they call a IPO, a public company, which it had to meet certain requirements in order to become public. Once a company becomes public, there are certain decisions in those requirements that at one time, when one sole person was able to make it, they no longer could make it. See, once you become public, one of the requirements, you need a board or a board of directors. How are those board of directors even picked? Well, you become what? Responsible to the public now uh, with the shareholders. Your shareholders actually now get what? A voting right or rights into the company. Why is this so important to know? Because when you become a public company as well, if you read through all the policies, uh, you will see that it used terminology such as corporate action. So corporate actions, which you will see uh, describing uh, different responsibilities and requirements, uh, decisions, I want to read something to you before I make my statement. Now, before I make a statement, you can go back through the podcast where I did a series on uh, the year of 2020, where uh, Twitter said they were changing their user, uh, end user agreements and policies, and it was laid out. I read the whole thing to you, and in those uh uh, policies, uh, Twitter basically stated quite a bit of what they wouldn't do. It was almost like, again, uh, more in the past of like a, a hands-off approach to certain things, unless once again, it was literally <laughs> breaking the law. Okay. And I brought out and explained that uh, policy almost like uh, several paragraphs that really affect businesses and things of that nature. Now, before again, I go into uh, corporate actions and stockholders rights. I want to emphasize that even in some of my uh, assessments over the years, you know, I would basically mention if I was not in agreement with uh, something, whether it was shadow banning or what have you. You know, I always emphasize, I, I knew it was more of maybe some individuals. Uh, you know, the cop-out, to use that expression sometimes, people say, well, you know, it was the AI algorithm and things of the nature. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. See, it gets to this point, especially when you know you're an um uh, high profile figure, but you don't even have to be a high profile figure. The AI basically may flag something. Okay. I'll give you that because you know, I can't really go and say something otherwise, but you know, I've always said again, you should still have persons 
uh, if a company making that much amount of money. And from what I understand, in order to be an IPO, you know, to be on that level, you got to be bringing in some big bucks, the big bucks. I mean, millions upon millions of dollars to even be considered on that, you know, level hundreds of millions or what have you of what you're capable of making because why when you go public you're saying hey i'm in this to make money not only for the company but to make you shareholders money too and hopefully rich you see but all the same as i said before you normally have the funds in place to have a very efficient a proficient help desk, you see, uh, that can really make those type of important decisions. Uh, they can have a meeting of the minds if they need to. And see, that's another important thing when you're on a public level. Remember I said certain decisions are just no longer made uh, uh, by, you know, one person, even the owner now. See, the even the owner of the company has that board there for a reason. So you have to realize once you go there, you may say, hey, this is some type of policy. Uh, I, I, I just don't like. Uh, however, depending on the level of effect that it will have on your shareholders, which can cause them to lose money, you see, uh, you will have to come to some type of meeting of the minds, it would be good to come to a meeting of the minds with the board of directors and the board of directors again, even have what the shareholders who have their votes and things going into place. Cause I want to uh, read something to you that actually comes from the investopedia of business, you see, and under here, this is under business essentials. I want to read to you a couple of paragraphs on the stockholder voting rights. It says, uh, what are the stockholder voting rights? A voting right is the right of a shareholder of a corporation to vote on matters of corporate policy, including decisions on the makeup of the board of directors, issuing new securities, initiating corporate actions like mergers or acquisitions, approving dividends, and making substantial changes in the corporation's operations. It is common for shareholders to voice their vote by proxy, by mailing in their response, or by relinquishing their vote to a third-party uh, proxy voter. Unlike the single vote, you see, right, that individual's company possess in democratic governments the number of votes a shareholder has corresponding to the number of shares they own. Thus, somebody owning more than 50% of a company's share can affect the majority of the vote and is said to have a controlling interest in the firm. Now, you heard that controlling interest in the firm. If I was to continue reading on, it kept talking about corporate action. So let me read to you what corporate action is. What is a corporate action? A corporate action is an any, see that any keyword activity, any activity that brings material change to an organization and impacts its stakeholders, including shareholders, 
both common and preferred, as well as bondholders. These events are generally approved by the company's board of directors. Shareholders may be permitted to vote on some events as well. You see, some corporate actions require shareholders to uh, submit a response. And again, if you were to go on to read, remember the key thing is, how is it affecting my bank account? You see, as some shareholders may say. Now, see, recently over the past year, uh, you heard about different ones uh, who uh, had their accounts removed and things of that nature. I told you about, uh, you know, this is just a side note, as when I used to have my Park Books brand, you see, Twitter account, literally, yeah, that handle. No numbers after it or anything. See, original Park Books brand. But uh, for myself, I'm just giving you this bit of uh, information in the background. Uh, there were some people that were envious of the brand and they kept doing certain things, uh, hacking it and, and things of that nature, where eventually, you see, Twitter just said, uh, you know, uh, first they suspended it, then they just ended up, I uh, see, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt, just not wanting to deal with it no more. So it ended up being taken off of Twitter, and it certainly wasn't anything that I was doing or misusing the Twitter account. Uh, oh, did I express myself with the freedom of speech at times? Yes. But did I harass or hound anybody? No. You see, so the whole point is this. Uh, when you become a public company, it still doesn't mean that you don't own your company. So at least in the Western lands of the United States anyway, yes, they can literally say, well, you know, uh, we still just don't like you on our network. And they can really do it. See, long as uh, uh, they don't say anything defamatory about you, about your, you know, your um, skin color, uh, orientation, things of that nature. You see, uh, yeah, yeah. You see, in other words, they're not supposed to use hateful hate speech against you. You see, so the whole thing is. Uh, yeah, they can say this is the way that we're just running our network. And if you don't like it, you can go on somewhere else. OK. Now, with that being said, this is why I'm making the comparison. However, they still have a responsibility now that they're a public company to make sure that they're not making decisions on purpose and, and based off of whims that's going to hurt the shareholders. And so just think about it. Uh, over the uh, past six months, there were so many accounts and, um, uh, you know, no matter what side of the spectrum uh, uh, that were uh, removed or deleted. Uh, some people would say, well, many of them were bots. Uh, but then again, not all of them were bots, you see. And so Here's just a thought, you know, in closing, that I just want uh, to say that with all those re uh, removals and, and now the maybe some would say balancing out or, or what have you, uh, did that make Twitter more prosperous? Uh, the way certain policies are in place now, is it making the company prosperous?
or is it losing money all based off of uh, uh, certain actions? And some of them it could certainly be proven were uh, not really based on a financial side of things, at least not for the shareholder, you see. But I just wanted to make uh, to make you aware that major decisions like that. Remember when I told you uh, sometimes people get frustrated and they just don't know who to address. Well, in this case, if you got a company uh, like Twitter is now IPO, it has a board of directors and things of that nature. Do you know who they are? Uh, do you know how they voted on the matter? Did they have a voice in it at all? You see, uh, yes, uh, Jack Dorsey is the is the owner or the founder or the figurehead now. But see, think about it. You can look at a person in the beginning and see, and that's the same thing that I mentioned in the Google podcast. And you can see individuals that as they started off and they created these different wonderful tools, you could see the humor in their personalities. You see in some of their um, uh, interviews, uh, some people might call them green and it's like, no, they're, they're not green. They're just nice people. You see what I'm saying? But then going through the rigmarole of building the business at times, uh, they, then they start seeing, boy, I got to be mean in this way because it, it, the persons that I'm dealing with over here are just not being reasonable. And then when you get enough of that piled on you at times, it calls you to make decisions, even heavy handed decisions at times uh, that you wouldn't want to make otherwise because you're like, this is not my personality. But because I got these ones over here, see, th th let me tell you something. This is a side note about, like I said, reasonable people, reasonable people. The reason why they're reasonable is because they're very patient. They're very patient. And sometimes with that patience with reasonable people, you can, you can have your company on the verge of just falling in the ground, but because you got so many reasonable people around, then, then it's like, even though you got the facts and you're putting it before them, they have a tendency to say, well, I got to watch it again. And you hear that enough. And see if you don't get to the point where you're like, look, I know what the situation is. I'm going to go ahead and, and nip it in the bud. I've been through my reasonable side of things. You see what I'm talking about? And that's one thing about uh, nobody's telling no one not to be um, reasonable. But this is a teaching point that I stand by. You see, there comes a time and I'm talking from experience and I know it. I've seen it and I'm not changing it. I know it's a fact. I stand by God when I say it. There comes a time where you know a person will come to you. And see, and this is where experience comes in. And since you've already seen it enough times, where you know sometimes where that person is coming to you saying, you know what? I've seen that. I analyzed it. I was able. I don't have to take, you know, another, I don't know how many, several years or whatever for this, this or that. Because I know where you're coming from. And this is what we need to do now. You see, sometimes, again, sad to say, it's been reasonable, has been turned upside down, where 
when there really is a time to act upon the matter, it's not because you keep having a new group of people come in that then they got to keep seeing it over and over again. And it does not matter what it seems to be doing to your business, your income, uh, your ability to take care of even your own family. See, and that's the key thing there. Once something starts, like I say, hitting your foundation on that matter, you got to make the decision, you see, uh, to do what's best. Uh, especially when you've already shown you were reasonable and because everybody isn't going to always understand, um, uh, you see, uh, your decisions. And yet at the same time, as I said, you, you'll have some people that if they can get away with it, they will keep moving the goalposts and moving the goalposts on you. And that's a fact. But as I told you, you have some reasonable people that'll just keep letting them do it. Now, some people be like, uh, they'll have another name for it. Uh, sometimes it is because they, they're, uh, you know, afraid. But I just wanted to mention that to you because the man, Jack Dorsey, I know right now there are some people that probably just don't like him anymore. Um, because you know, he had to explain himself on different ways and you can look at, uh, some of his interviews now than from when even like five or 10 years ago. And you can just tell it's like, <laughs> sometimes does he, <laughs> does he even want to be in this position <laughs> anymore on certain things? You know, certainly not, uh, not, uh, not decisions. So that's why I would just say again that. You know, sometimes there are decisions that are made. But the point is, does the buck really always start, especially stop or, yeah, stop right here, as they say, when a company is an IPO? You see, uh, there are other decision makers. Maybe a friendly letter will help in this way or that way to let them know what your views are on this and that. So anyway, thank you for, you know, spending some time with me on this. Uh, I did several, like I said, technology moments uh, to help you to see the scope and the background of how certain companies uh, came about, uh, whether they're public, uh, you see, or private. And I really wanted to, emphasize the Twitter side of things because a lot of major decisions um, were made. And this is just a little extra point uh, that I will share in because over the past year, okay, with some of Twitter decisions, if you're wondering as a business owner uh, that whether I would have made all of those types of decisions or, or what have you, or if I would have just stuck to the policies that were in place. Well, yes, I would have just stuck to the policies that they said that they were going to have at the beginning of the year uh, in 2020. And, you know, and I certainly, uh, once again, would have left alone, <laughs> you know, a lot of the uh, decisions, because remember, if someone is not breaking the law, you see, um, 
the laws of the land and things of that nature, uh, I leave them alone, you see. Uh, now, if once again, there's a legitimate reason for looking into something, then that's why you, you don't, you don't rely, you see, on uh, AI. You put some, some humans in there, uh, who can make good decisions on these matters. I've talked about this in times past. You know, sometimes people, uh, uh, they, they like to say that, you know, everyone has these different um, beliefs and this and that or whatever, but it's still, there's a such thing as ethical business practices, which I've talked about on the perceptive readers as well. And if you get to the point where everything goes and that if you don't like somebody, uh, that just gives you the right to just start, you know, um, sabotaging their income and things of that nature, even if you don't like nobody. See, because for example, some of the people who have actually shadow banned me and participated not, I mean, for years on this, guess what? No, I'm not going to tell you. I'm going to ask you, do you think if I had the opportunity that I would still purposely try to cause them any financial harm? You see, uh, try to get them censored or anything. Now, don't get me wrong. I end up saying, don't get them access to my stuff again. <laughs> don't get them access to my accounts. But that doesn't mean that if all of a sudden they say, you know, we, <laughs> I think we, we better just move you into this department where maybe you just go do some paperwork now or <laughs> what have you. Then, you know, it's like, hey, I'm happy for a happy form, you see. So anyway, I just wanted to share that with you. And um, until next week, because uh, I'll talk about, you know, another subject next week on technology. Uh, you have a very nice day. Okay. And take care of yourself.